Star Wars Starfield? With the release of Starfield just around the corner and early access already here, it's leaving many fans wondering what something like this would look like in the Star Wars universe. And what does this skeleton crew news mean for the future of Star Wars? Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Starfield is here. At least I've been playing it. I got it through Game Pass and I got the premium upgrade for like 30 bucks, which I'm very much enjoying it. Well worth it. Well <laughs> worth it, in my opinion, to be able to play it a little bit earlier and to get some extra content, obviously. I'm really enjoying it. The level of world building and adventure and exploration I'm there for it. I think it's really, really exciting. But it does make me wonder, what uh, what would this look like as a Star Wars thing? Hmm. Before we get into the main meat of the show, I do want to shout out our live stream breakdown reactions to every single episode every Tuesday around 8 p.m. Mountain Time, which is around 7 p.m. Pacific Time if you're on the West Coast. Now let's dive deep into Star Wars Starfield. There are so many moving parts in Starfield. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, we had some family over, and uh, one of them was like, so, tell me about Starfield. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm excited. I, I think I'm going to get it, but now that you have it, let, let me see. I'm like, oh, yeah. So, this section right here, this is how you explore the universe. You see this? This is the world that we're on. This is the city and the world that we're on. Let's go outside. Oh, there's the galaxy that that world is in. Oh, let's go back another one. You see all those little dots on the screen? Yeah, that is actually, those are all galaxies that you can explore with planets within those galaxies the scale is massive i think there's like a thousand different planets that you can do there's ship customization you can buy other ships there's multiple side missions there's main missions there's all kinds of stuff i accidentally stole something and now i'm like on this completely different mission that i didn't expect or plan for and it's just there's so much there it's a wild ride. Mm-hmm. But that's not Star Wars. That is not Star Wars. But what if it was? It, it feels very Star hmm, Wars. Does it? So historically in Star Wars, the biggest, I would say, excuse or... I know I've used this to defend studios and, and their decisions for certain things and not doing this. But when we look at something like uh, Star Wars Outlaws... Mm-hmm. There, I feel like you, you were watching me play yeah. Starfield, and you're like, I feel like this is a lot like what Outlaws is going to be mm-hmm. like. There's yep. a lot of mechanics that are there. There's the whole Outlaw system, and you can get thrown into jail in Starfield, which I found out firsthand. And there's there's so much here that, like, so many moving parts. Mm-hmm. But you, you were like, yeah, this looks kind of like Star Wars. What I had said was, I wonder how this is going to compare to when Outlaws comes out. Yeah. Like, how... Are we going to feel about Outlaws when we have this monolith of mm-hmm. stars yeah. field? Scale yeah. that we've never seen before mm-hmm. in like a mainline story-based game. Outlaws is definitely going to be a lot more linear. It's going to have a much stronger storyline, I think. But honestly, very similar to how yeah, no, Starfield does it. Because it you know similar. you have you still you have, have different planets yeah. that you have to go to. Yep. There, uh, there's a little. It feels like uh, Outlaws is a little bit more robust when it comes to the space combat mm-hmm. and the ability to go from ground to space. Yes. I think is better. Yeah, because you can't really do that on Starfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's definitely going to be. Well, let's hope it's a plus. Let's hope it's not mm-hmm. janky. Yeah, 
Um, but, we'll see when we I get there. I mean, it there. looks pretty good so far. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of those mechanics of like, if you decide to do this, then those are going to reap these certain consequences and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And the more open world ideas that you see in Starfield versus the... There will be an open concept in Outlaws, I'm sure. Yeah. At each planet, there is a bigger-than-Assassin's Creed map. Mm -hmm. Most planets have a larger-than-Assassin's-Creed standard map. And there, I think, are five different planets that you can go to. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's not the thousand that uh, (laughs) Starfield has. But I think if you look at it, the, the... Problem: The problem that they're trying to solve with their level of—you can't go from like ground to space and then go in seamlessly between the galaxies. There's a star map that you use to plot your course, mm-hmm. and then you can basically fast travel in, in between these courses and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I think there's a, a clear level of like we have this problem, which is we can't physically or feasibly simulate going from ground to space all the way across the galaxies in a way that's believable or Mm. works in the technology that we have right now. Yeah, and that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, for thousands. Mm -hmm. But that was the thing, like, with Star Wars games, it's always like, they could never do, like, a truly open-world Star Wars Mm -hmm. game, right? There's too many planets. Well, Well, now that Starfield's out, I feel like you can't use that excuse anymore. Mm. And I think that we now have an example of what a Star Wars truly open galaxy game would be. Honestly, I'm just waiting for the mods. (laughs) (laughs) And once those mods come out, because they will come out. Yeah, they've already announced that there will be mod support. Uh huh. Oh, man. People are already designing X-Wings and that kind of stuff in the game. (laughs) It's almost like, do we even need that game? Once those mods are there. I think yes. Yeah? I think, well, you can mod any game to be Star Wars. There's a squad-based shooter uh, that's like a very, very accurate like military sim game mm-hmm. that might just be called Squad. I, I can't remember what the name of it is. You can get a skin and modders have basically recreated Star Wars maps and Star Wars weapons and Star Wars types of things in this game. And it's awesome. It's the mo- most robust like Star Wars mod I've seen in like a hot minute. <laughs> it like, completely makes it a Star Wars game. I feel like, yes, there's a mod part of that, but to have it really be true Star Wars and be a Star Wars game, I, you can't beat that. Yeah, there, yeah, there are certain Star Wars, mm, I wouldn't say mechanics, but like there's like little touches that mods aren't going to be able to cover. Mm-hmm. And just to have something tell a canon story and live in that universe and allow you to make your own stories Mm -hmm. I think is really cool and I I think that's honestly what we all want we want that Star Wars game that allows you go from Coruscant to Jakku to Kashyyyk to however many planets and have like different types of stories in it while I think you you I think on one hand you can have this over here, which I would love to see Star Wars Starfield. Star Warfield? <laughs> Star Warfield? Yeah, Star Warfield. Um, I think that would have value. But on the other hand, I think an open world Star Wars game where you're literally on just one planet would mm-hmm. also be good. Because mm-hmm. if you look at it, yes, the true open galaxy experience in star wars is going all across the galaxy and letting you live your ultimate fantasies of creating your own star wars universe the kinds of experiences kinds of stories that you can tell in that game versus one set on a single location 
I think are very different. Mm. Something I'm curious about, because I haven't seen a whole lot of, I mean, I've seen a fair amount of gameplay from you Mm -hmm. just when you're sitting there playing. What is the alien vibe like? Or is it mostly just humans around these I worlds? think it's mostly just humans so mm. far. So that far, be, yeah. That would be the interesting thing mm-hmm. with the Star Wars one, because yeah. you would have to be able to like have the have, variety yeah, and diversity. Have, and the majority of one species on a planet. Mm-hmm. You know, like how would on they... On Kashyyyk, it would be Wookiees. Yeah, exactly. How I wonder how they would generate that. Mm-hmm. Like how would they... I don't know. I, had, I have no idea. But there's a lot of Star Wars planets <laughs> that just don't have a whole lot of uh, population. True, true. Tatooine has a very small population and are only in specific parts of the galaxy. So while technically I think in this hypothetical Starfield Star Wars mm-hmm. game, you could set a course for this random spot on Tatooine and there'd just be no people. Mm-hmm. Which you can do in Starfield. Uh, I was going around these different like galaxies, and there was this one galaxy that literally only had one planet in it. It was the sun and this other planet. And I just I chose some random spot on the planet, and no one was there. It was desolate, dead, and it was cold. So I feel like there's a lot of planets in Star Wars that are very similar, mm-hmm. but there's also like galactic outposts. There are these hotbed of cities. Maybe it is. Yes, well, technically, you can go to this world you only have access to the city because that's Mm -hmm. where we want to tell the story but i think the level of game making could be so much bigger now that we've seen starfield what does it look like Mm -hmm. for us to expect and want from our star wars games obviously i think we're stepping further away from online games in star wars Mm -hmm. as a thing i don't expect we'll see battlefront again for a hot minute I don't think that we're going to see something on consoles or PC that is online or mostly online Mm -hmm. or only online. I think what they're doing is they're changing focus to say, we want more Jedi survivors. We want Mm -hmm. more Jedi Fallen Orders. We want to fill the single player story based worlds of video games. Because if you look at the golden age of Star Wars video games, if you look at the early 2000s, those games, majority of them are single-player games or like something like, I mean, Battlefront technically had an online section, but most people played those split-screen at their house mm-hmm. just because of the time. But I think there I think there is a space for multiplayer games in, in Star Wars. I just don't think they're making that decision anymore. Yeah, I would agree. I definitely see... Um I think the Star Wars fans are just more interested in having that personal experience mm-hmm. of like you being in Star Wars, having this experience, being a part of this canon story. Yeah. Having it told to you mm-hmm. rather than like, I think the strength of something like Skyrim or Bethesda type games is the ability to tell your own stories mm-hmm. in these universes. I'm I'm playing a character that is very much inspired by Han Solo in this galaxy, but more of like a more scoundrel-like Han Mm -hmm. Solo. And the game is letting me do that. It's letting me make the decisions. It gives me the opportunity to either pay off someone's debt, kill that person, or lie about that person. Like, it gives you the wide breadth of things to... If you want to just go crazy and attack everybody, you totally can. You can play against what the story wants you to do in Mm -hmm. these games. And I don't think that works in a Star Wars universe, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Why not? Uh, I I think to be quote unquote canon mm. is separate from that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, because Star Wars stories you have to make every single opportunity or possibility canon if you do it that way. Right. And that's just it. 
Star Wars is a story. Mm-hmm. That's always what it's been. It's yeah. always been this keystone of hope and family and like just there's all these themes to it that make it what it is. And it's never going to be Starfield. Mm-hmm. Starfield's just, here's this giant map. Go crazy. Yeah. But it does have a story. It does have a story. And apparently it's very important to follow said story, Mm. which I've done a terrible job of so far. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've only done one main story mission and I've got like four hours in the game. Nice. Yeah. But I think if if we want to kind of tie this conversation together, this kind of storytelling would be very interesting to see in a Star Wars universe. Does to truly be that scoundrel hopping from planet mm-hmm. to planet and making the level of side missions. Well, technically the side missions, if you want to be canon or legends, or like you can make all the side missions not canon and the main missions canon. That's true. That That's solves true. that problem mm-hmm. and gives you the ability to have character creation, which is something that people have always wanted in every single Star Wars game that you haven't really been able to do. It's true. And it gives you the opportunity to tell a cohesive story. So you kind of get the best of both worlds there, mm. which is something that that could be good. And when you look at something like Star Wars Outlaws, I think it's bigger than we expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Which is awesome. But there's also those limitations. It's a lot smaller than it could be at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you look at, I don't know how many planets are in Star Wars, the Star Wars galaxy. But it's probably around a thousand, (laughs) honestly. It's a very dense world. It's probably less than a thousand, honestly, at this point in the canon of the known Mm. planets. It's probably less than a thousand. So if Starfield can do a thousand, then a future Star Wars game... It is possible, and it's something that you can now think of and possibly want or expect from certain Star Wars games. But at the same time, maybe not. Yeah. I mean, even if Star Wars, even if the Star Wars, Star Wars field game <laughs> was half that, yeah. that would still feel pretty large and complete. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Or set in the new galaxy that Ahsoka's going to be playing in. That's true. I and mean, then you could just go wild. I mean, does there need to be a canon story? I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we shall see. Mm-hmm. But on the idea of Star Wars, where it could be, where it couldn't be, we do have some somewhat depressing news when it comes to the future slate of Star Wars TV shows, specifically around Skeleton Crew. But according to Bespin Bulletin, so it's not officially confirmed yet, he says that Skeleton Crew is now delayed until 2024, as well as additional series possibly delayed as well. Ooh. Yeah, so if you don't know, the Writers Guild and the Actors Guilds of America are currently on strike against basically everyone. Specifically those of the big studios, though they did uh, recently go against, I believe, some video game companies as well. Oh, wow. So they are spreading their reach to get more of an understanding, one, better pay better understanding and respect for their arts and um, just the idea of, you know, properly getting paid for the services that you do longer than, oh, you get paid this amount first and then no residuals ever. And um, the idea around AI, both in acting as well as screenwriting. Mm. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the writing, uh, directing, and just movie space in general. And it looks like it is going to be affecting Star Wars in many other ways because even though uh, Bob Iger is one of the top paid CEOs in all of entertainment and a percentage of his pay would cover all of uh, basically what they're asking for, at least the percentage of the profits that they have been making. You know, all of this stuff 
uh, is definitely affecting Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, that means uh, a delay of something like Skeleton Crew is more than likely on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen with Dune getting yeah. delayed that they are willing to push their big things uh, further into the future just to continue delaying these projects and rather than, you know, paying people properly. Hmm. What a great system. Yeah, it's, it sounds great, right? There's oh, nothing yeah. that could go wrong here. But we do have some extra context here. Uh, he says Skeleton Crew uh, began filming in the summer of 2022 and wrapped filming in January. January or February of this year. And it was supposed to be coming out uh, either November or December was the planned release date. It was supposed to very closely follow up Ahsoka because it's set around the same time frame as Ahsoka. Yeah. And it, while it's not necessarily, um, it's not around like a known character like Ahsoka or Book of Boba Fett or Obi-Wan Kenobi like these other shows are, it's based off of a completely new crew and uh, a different idea. Definitely going back to you know like kind of like the amblin goonies mm. style uh yeah, almost stranger show. things yeah yes. but going back to what inspired stranger things gotcha. and then making it more star wars related right right yeah. honestly it kind of sounds fast that sounds like a fast turnaround mm-hmm. to me uh, if they just stopped this year and then they were planning to get it out this same year like they stopped filming and then they still wanted to get it out the same no, I that's just, it's a pretty standard timeline for a TV show, honestly. Yeah, um, I guess. But for release, it just seems it still seems kind of fast. Well, they don't necessarily want to do anything right now because a part of that would uh, usually on these kinds of shows, it seems like, especially with the strikes happening, they're more willing to delay projects than launch them with possible backlash or possible uh, renegotiations, whether it's successful and the whole idea around streaming services and how do you actually categorize success apparently ahsoka is underperforming what uh, obi-wan kenobi book of boba fett uh, mandalorian season three all of these shows reportedly did but it did about 14 million uh views on the premiere well so that's underperforming that's underperforming compared to the other stuff but these aren't official numbers they don't they don't self-report these numbers they don't do anything like Mm -hmm. that which is one of the things that they want more clarity and Mm -hmm. transparency on yeah makes sense i mean Mm -hmm. yeah if we actually knew what kind of numbers they were raking in we would be a lot better situated to know like okay no here's here's the numbers if we could know the numbers yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. There's just a lot of unfairness going around. Yeah. So, well, Bestman Bulletin says that um, he hasn't been getting a whole lot of information, but as much as he can, it's all over the board. Mm. One specific source says it could be delayed by an entire year, releasing uh, in November of 2024. Oh, wow. But he couldn't get that uh, information Official. confirmed by a second source. Mm. So. Don't take that as a possibility here. But I want to take this information and do a little bit of a vibe check on how we're feeling for Disney Plus TV shows right now. Okay. There is a little background here. Disney is um, deprioritizing the level of investment around TV shows in general. Marvel's going to be stepping back in how many TV shows it's producing. Star Wars is reportedly also on the idea around that. We're still going to be getting the TV shows that are officially announced. Ahsoka, we're getting Ahsoka right now. Acolyte, Skeleton Crew, Mandalorian Season 4. Though that, there's another rumor that's saying that that's actually going to be a... um, Movie? Instead of a TV show, it's going to be a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who knows what these end goals will look like? But 
there's a lot that can happen and there's a lot that might not happen. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they change some of those TV shows into movies, like you were saying. I mean, if they're early in production. Mm. If you look at it from a studio perspective. I'm just saying they've done weird stuff to these things. uh Like they have changed, look at Obi-Wan. They changed uh that. Yeah. What does that look like in the reverse? Yeah. Because going from, if you don't know, Obi-Wan was supposed to be a movie or trilogy of movies at one point. Then they turned it into a movie and then they turned it into 26 episodes and they did, they turned 26 episodes into like 12 episodes. And then they took 12 episodes and turned it into six episodes and redid basically everything. And what we actually got is very different from what it was originally going to be. But if you look at it from their perspective, if you write a movie, you're looking at max four writers if you write a TV show, that could be even more writers that you have to talk about, which is stupid. Mm. And I think that is a very, very dumb way to think about it. <laughs> yeah. But that is something that they're probably considering. If you look at the level of crew required to do a TV show versus like a one-off where they don't have to worry about residuals like they do on TV, mm. that could be something that they're looking at. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I could definitely see a lot of these shows that we're supposed to get turned into something Mm -hmm. smaller, turned into a movie. Which is dumb. I would hate to see some of these Star Wars shows do like a direct-to-Disney Plus movie. Mm -hmm. I think that's wasting the IP. And I think it's just really, it's muddying the waters and diluting it more than is necessary. I'd rather not get Star Wars than have something that was supposed to be a TV series turned into a movie. Yeah. So and vice versa. Is this your vibe check? Is this your like? Maybe don't. Maybe Mm -hmm. just keep them TV shows. Honestly, my vibe check is get your heads out of your butt studios (laughs) and actually, you know, pay your people. So we don't have to worry about stupid things like Mm -hmm. that because we're going to enter a dry spell. Movies in particular are going to be the ones hardest hit by this because I feel like movies have a longer timeline than TV shows usually do. Mm. So I think if they do get into negotiations and they can get back into uh, pre-production as well as post-production on movies. I think that would be quicker, uh, more, more quickly spun up, but uh, it's, it's definitely changing things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like they're any closer to finding a, a middle ground. Yeah. Sounds like both parties are stubborn, some for good reasons, others for not good reasons. Studios, we're looking at you. Yeah, the vibe check's weird. Um, I don't know. They had such big plans, but now it's like, ooh. If you're thinking about, I don't know, whenever anyone, like, whenever any studio or anything is, like, that far along, and then they're already like, I think we're going to push this back, maybe, tentatively. It's like, oh, gosh, here we go. Like <laughs> From all reports, though, Skeleton Crew is ready. Uh, at Star Wars Celebration, I saw the teaser for it, and it looks amazing. It looks very much like a callback and something very different in Star Wars, which I'm really excited about. And it, I, I think a few months ago, it was removed. It wasn't on the Disney schedule of content that was to be released. So that was kind of the first mm-hmm. red flag. But then ILM posted something about working on the the series. So that was something that was like, are they really doing this? Hmm. But in terms of like the content on Disney Plus, how are you feeling about it? I feel like I feel like it's pretty good. Yeah. Like I think it's a good thing for fandom. Mm-hmm. No, I would agree. I think I think it's been good. 
at least with Ahsoka, I'm happy. I'm actually really happy with mm-hmm. it. I think they are actually starting to hit a stride where it's like, okay, no, we know the direction we're going. Yeah. I don't want them to just like start being like, mm, oh, inconvenience. Okay, let's just push everything back. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I really have been enjoying the TV shows, though. I have, I have too. Mm-hmm. I think they don't have as much stress around them or mm-hmm. expectation that they have to do this thing around them. So I think that we get something very different in Star Wars. Well, I didn't really enjoy Mando season three. I thought it was like a fun romp. I did. I, I just felt it was very disjointed. Mm-hmm. And Book of Boba Fett, I've come to appreciate more. Mando seasons one and two, I think, were very solid. And Obi Wan was absolute garbage. <laughs> in my opinion. Andor was amazing. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is what I want from Star Wars is different views and different perspectives. While I may not necessarily enjoy this show versus this show, I think it's good that they can explore these different parts of the galaxy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I appreciate that they're not like you said, they're not as stressed. They're not as stressed out with making a movie. Instead, mm-hmm. they're having. It feels like they're having more fun with making TV shows. Yeah, and that's we need to see that instead of being we like definitely we do. have to try to make this something and make all the money. Like it mm-hmm. just stop. Just yeah, stop. <laughs> which is what Bob Iger is all about, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But. Let us know your thoughts. What would you like to see in a Star Wars star field? And what are your thoughts on future Star Wars projects getting delayed, possibly indefinitely? Let us know in the comments below or contact at uplinkpodcast.com. Hey, as always, thank you for listening. You can check out the podcast wherever you find podcasts. And may the Force be with you.